still drunk from last night. A stranger is just a friend you ain't met yet. It's like you always say. It's not about the talent. It's about the drive. Compound bees. I think if there's a way to screw this up, you'll find it. Bees? Welcome to Compound B, a show about the boys. I am Jamie G. Esquire the Fifth. No, despite how bad you want me to, I cannot and I will not defend you in a court of law. I'm here with Magna Mills to talk about Gen V, a spinoff of The Boys. Mills, please introduce yourself. And uh, man, I'm excited. Let's let's dive in here, buddy. I am Magna Mills. I am excited to dive in. You know how excited I am? It's like when an opposing counsel sees Jamie G in a courtroom, they just start salivating. That's how we want you to feel when it's time to check out Compound B. You can find us wherever you get your pods on YouTube. That's Compound B with the B. Eventually, we'll tell you what the B stands for. You can find us on social media at Compound B Pod. That's Compound B, P-O-D. It rhymes nice, so you like me. And don't forget the flaps. It's cool to do nice stuff, but it's even cooler not to forget to follow, like, and please subscribe. Helps us out a lot. Helps other people find our channel and our show. We greatly appreciate it. It's all we ask. If you have fun, please tickle that thumb. Please be warned, though. This is a full spoiler show for the boys. We've got three seasons of that that could come up. And it's a full spoiler show for Gen V. We could potentially spoil all released episodes of the boys and Gen V, as well as any of the original comic stuff. So read the sign on the door and you've been warned. Is it pirate? I think it says pirate on the door, but uh, whether or not it says private or pirate, we'll deal with that later. Uh, here's the deal. They dropped all the first three episodes at once. We're going to try to discuss them one by one. We know most of y'all have probably seen all three right now, but sometime in the future, people might you know watch them one at a time. So we're going to do our best to kind of move through them one by one here, not spoil anything from the future episodes. So we're talking about one, we won't talk about two and three, and we're talking about two, we won't talk about three, maybe a little bit at the the end but you know that's what they in the business call it these well i'm glad that they dropped three episodes right out of the gate just so we shit man had three to watch i mean it was it was fun but it does make it a bit tricky to cover so we still wanted to split it up episode by episode to make sure that we you know we give each one their proper due give it the attention it deserves we're going to start with episode one here and work our way through mills send us on our way hey yeah, I don't know if uh, Rusted Root would be playing Godolkin University, but this is Season 1, Episode 1, the first overall episode of Gen V, titled God You. Originally released September 29th, 2023 on Prime Video, along with Episodes 2 and 3. This was directed by Nelson Craig. He's also directed two episodes of The Boys, most notably Herogasm in Season 3. We like that one. Episode was written by Eric Kripke, Craig Rosenberg, and Evan Goldberg. All three are writers slash showrunners slash producers on The Boys. Special guest stars include Elizabeth Shue as Madeline Stilwell and Jesse T. Usher as A-Train. Guest starring Patrick Schwarzenegger as Golden Boy, Ty Barnett as Malcolm Moreau, Miata Ade Labile as Jackie Moreau, Alexander Calvert as Rufus, Maya J. Bastidas as Justine, Daniel Breen as Social Media Jeff, and Robert Baskohi as Liam, Alex Castillo as Vanessa, and finally, big name at the bottom, Clancy Brown as Professor Rich Brinkerhoff. And a word from Gen V. Congratulations. You've been chosen for admission to Kanokan University. We're thrilled to be a part of your journey to discovering what kind of soup you are. 
Since its founding in 1965, God U has produced some of the best and brightest superheroes the world has ever known, including three members of the Seven. And who knows? Maybe you'll be next. Jamie G, does this not sound a lot like how colleges are probably pitching football players these days? Like, I could see Coach Prime saying some stuff like this. Yes. I mean, this this is... I don't know if it's a halftime speech or a locker room speech, but this is definitely a recruitment speech. And I do want to add, Magna Mills, I think Rusted Root could find its way at this university. I mean, after all, garbage made an appearance at the end of this episode. So I do think, or not garbage, hole, I'm sorry, hole made an appearance at the end of this episode. How sorry, dare you mix up your <laughs> mid-90s female-led grunge bands? How dare you? Uh, you know. It's very college of you, because in college you would do that. That's the kind of thing that would happen in college, you know. But also, yeah, probably Shirley Manson over Courtney Love. Um, You know, shout out to Ray. But if if if, you know, I would Shirley Manson. I was a big fan of her, and even on the she was in the Terminator TV show, the original one. She played a a Terminator, a very cool, like evil redhead Terminator. Pretty awesome. Wow, way to go deep in the well there, Megs. The more you know. Now, guys, I, I don't know about you. Uh, you know, how much you remember about college, if anything. I mean, those days are a little foggy. We're getting on in years. But every day did start with the same choice. So I think that's how we should start off our discussion here. You mean by deciding whether to go to class or if we're going to go to class, do we just go to class on the clothes we slept in? Not exactly. The, the decision before that one. You know, when your alarm goes off, you can ignore it and go back to sleep. You can hit the snooze and barely make it to class wearing the clothes you slept in. Or you can hop right out of bed, get all gussied up, and be at class on time and ready because you love it that much. Oh, I think this is the boy Ron's left cousin, right? Because I think I know what you're saying here. It's like when we're talking about God, you, that's episode one of Gen V. You want to know if we're skipping it, if we're hitting snooze, or are we on-time students? That's what you meant, right? Uh, that's it, man. I mean, you, are you ready to go here? You mean to do the shots, like the S-H-O-T-S? I guess we're really doing the college thing, right? All right, man, give me your shots here on uh, God You, baby. Overall thoughts. I'm there. I I think I'm pretty excited about the next one. You know what I'll say? I'm I'm up, I'm showered, I'm gussied up, and I'm in class two minutes early. I really enjoyed just kind of how they the, the camera kind of brought you in from an from a aerial view. You kind of got to see the school. It looks like, you know... Uh, a cutting edge kind of like newer model school just in its design that was pretty cool um i haven't been out of college that looked like that before so i enjoyed that but i really enjoyed kind of the scene you know she's walking in she's got her book bag and you know she looks up and she sees a homelander statue i mean that was pretty cool just to kind of bring the boys into this early on and then just getting in there it's just it looked like your your fresh your first day at, at at in the dorm right I mean there's like you know people passing bongs around there's you know people yelling people making out just crazy stuff right and you're just like you're like wow I'm in the hallway with all these other people and we have freedom and so I thought it was a cool day it brought me back to my roots of just like kind of that the, those first days of college how fun it was to get on campus and uh, kind of like you're a you're an adult but you're not it's it's a weird it's a weird part of your life when you go to college. Nice. Like, you don't have to bring the, you know, the professor and an apple or whatever, or, you know, be wearing a suit or whatever. Just being on there on time and attentive is what counts. And I have to be honest with you, when it was kind of going through it, I was like, all right. I was probably like more in the, the hidden snooze range. I was like, this is good. This is good. But, you know, what is it kind of like you keep waiting for the shoe to drop and then you got to the end 
And then they basically drop two hammer shoes, like some hammer time, like he's dancing in the hammer pants on top of it. And uh, yeah, it, you know, again, I think we'll talk about that a little bit is kind of, you know, how did that, the ending work for you and everything like that. But I think it definitely got me there to the point where, you know what, like I'm going to, like when my alarm goes off, I'm already up. I'm not out of bed, but I've been up for like two minutes already. I turn it off, no snooze, do the shower, like actually brush my teeth, eat a real breakfast, all that good kind of stuff. Be ready to go. Cause I'm excited about this one. Well, I think we probably need to start our way at the ending and work backwards on this one. Golden Boy and Professor Brink were both featured very prominently in the teaser and trailer. How surprised were you, Mills, here that they were taken off the board so early? And are you okay with it knowing that we still have a full season here and and, and they're both gone? I was very surprised. I don't think – I I – I'm really surprised. I mean, in in a good way, I wasn't, my main thing was like, oh man, is that all we're going to get out of Clancy Brown? You know, I was really disappointed because both of these characters and actors were all over the trailers and they had billed them both as, you know, not in the main cast. So not an incredible surprise or anything like that when you really think about it after the fact. But dude, I, I mean, again, you know, and there's always the chance, you know what, let me just ask you right now. Are, are they both dead? You know, no spoilers or anything. I, I think it's fair to safe to say with whatever we've seen, uh, th- there's no reason to think they're not dead, but you know, on this kind of show, it could happen, right? You know, it, you saw, you only saw one body, right? You never quite saw Brink's body. It's just flame. And then I don't know, any chance that either of them are still alive. I'm telling you, there's a chance. There's absolutely a chance on the show. And I like that there's a little bit of intrigue on, on how they kind of wrapped Right. I mean, we saw we saw that happen there. Like it's it's definitely a holy, a holy shit moment. I mean, let's just call it what it is. But there is that small doubt that there is that small chance. I'm going to say they are both dead. Um, but, the, the, you know, I think that's just me just betting the odds, you know, but but th- there is a chance. It's the old, did you see the body? And I think Golden Boy, we definitely, I think, saw the body or at least the pieces of the body. Brink, maybe it's a little bit more tenuous. You know, you never know, except because you're explicitly dealing with superpowers and stuff like that. I don't think it's insane, but I don't know that it needs to be like that. I guess it's the one thing that's maybe a little bit different in tone from the boys, right? That there's, this feels like more like a little bit of the mystery puzzle box kind of show where it's a little bit more, you know, theorizing and that kind of thing. There certainly was some of that with the boys, but there's also source material there. So people had kind of ways to dig into it here. They're just really, it's just, tangentially based off the boys so no one has any kind of inside knowledge or anything like that that i know of so i think it is interesting that they're trying to add kind of more of a level of intrigue maybe whereas the boys it's kind of just like you kind of know what's going to happen eventually but they throw in these little twists that that make it really cool in here i think they could do that but maybe also add a little bit you know something that adds maybe to the conversation about trying to figure out where this is all going to go well, any other thoughts on uh, Golden Boy or Professor Brink before we uh, before we move on? Did they leave you wanting more? Because I, I got to tell you, man, I really liked the character Golden Boy, and I, I thought the actor did a phenomenal job. I wanted to know more about the woods. I wanted to know no, more about why I wasn't excited about being elected into seven. I wanted to know more about kind of this struggle that he's having as a as a, for lack of a better word, a, a young adult entering being a hero. And I, I, th- I thought that was something that they could really develop. So a little bit bummed that we're not going to get more of them, but I, I have high expectations that, you know, it'll it'll pay off and they've got a plan here. So uh, I'm going to trust the process, but wh- wh- where are you at with these guys? 
Uh, nice uh, trust the process on the days we're recording this where Drew Holiday got traded to the Celtics. He was the original player of the Sixers traded to kick off the so-called process. So uh, there's that for an NBA standpoint. I honestly think it's a great job that both Brink and Golden Boy seemed really likable, right? Like, I think Golden Boy towed that line where he was dick, but not a douche, maybe. Like, the D, but not the D. Like, you saw when he, like, rips the one dude's arms off, but he's actually, like, trying to help him out in that people actually liked him. I don't think they were worshipping as much as they seemed to actually like him. And you got the feeling he was, you know, a, I guess for a dude who has that kind of powers or whatever, a fairly down-to-earth person. And obviously, I'm a little bit biased because I love Clancy Brown and, uh, you know, he's just so cool. And, you know, when he just uh, shoots Jordan or whatever and just he only gets, you know, he's, dude, he gets what, two scenes? He's a, He gets more scenes in the trailer than he does in the show. And that disappointed me a little bit. But yeah, I would say definitely both of me wanting more. The only other thing I'd ask you, does this give you any vibes similar to you got at the end of the first episode of The Boys? Remember, you get kind of the same thing when there's a big fight between Huey and Butcher against Translucent in that, like, uh, the store where Huey works, the electronics store, and then Homelander lasers the plane. I think it's the mayor of Baltimore or whatever. You know, and it's kind of really shocking, right? You think he's, like, this good hero, and then you see that. Did this compare at all in that way? And if so, you know, favorably or unfavorably? I think it did a little bit, right? And and you know, I, I'm glad we got some wow moments because if you remember that opening, you know, uh, pilot episode from the boys, I mean, all those were wow moments. But you also got Huey with his girlfriend, where A Train runs through her, right? So you get introduced. There was there was three, four, five serious wow moments in the boys. This one, there were there were a couple here. I think that obviously the big one at the end here with Golden Boy and and Brink, but there weren't as many wow moments and maybe it's because we've seen so much from the boys it's hard to kind of duplicate that but in a way i'm almost glad they did this just to give us something where it was like wow didn't see that coming looking back on it now in retrospect monday morning quarterback it's like oh yeah that's how you would that's the only thing you could do right take the two most well kind of known actors or names or pretty close to them that were in the trailers a ton and take them off the board in episode one you know that how else could you deliver that big of a shock but you know, and again, don't want to spoil anything going forward, but it, I, I think it was cool. I, I'd like to see more of them, but, you know, I think it was cool. And that you, they're supposed to leave you desperately wanting, right? Shout out uh, Better Than Ezra. Boy, we're on a roll here with 90s. Yeah, uh, we'll remember you running rock. through the wet grass, you know, uh, leave, falling a step behind, both of us never tiring, desperately wanting. Marie Moreau, what a great name. Let's start there. But she gets the most scream time here in episode one, and we're kind of experiencing this this world almost through her eyes. So what did you think about the introduction of her character? Uh, you know, obviously a lot of gore, a lot of blood uh, with Coagula there. And I still stand by that being an awesome nickname. I am there also. I didn't think it was a bad nickname. I thought it was a good one. And that was really bloody, but I also thought it was cool. You could definitely lean too hard into that trope that you're kind of like, you know, all the guilt hanging over somebody and why it drives somebody. Mean, that's the Batman thing a little bit, right? You know, maybe Bruce Wayne doesn't necessarily feel he's responsible for his parents dying, but he feels like he couldn't prevent it. Here you have that pushed even further where she is, yes, very positive. She is 100% responsible for her parents dying. And it's pretty brutal. It's obviously extremely graphic. And I think it works. You know, it could, there's a way if the actor or actress can't handle it, if they go too over the top where it just seems like too much or too contrived or whatever. Here it feels pretty natural right like if this actually happened i believe that this is how someone might choose to deal with it 
You know what I mean? They have to make it all worthwhile, right? She killed her parents for this, so it all has to, to mean something. She has to use her powers, you know, to be good or be a hero or whatever it is to kind of, you know, redeem herself or something like that. So, again, I, I thought it could be a little bit, you know, again, been different. They're always trying to deconstruct these superhero tropes. It's all, I shouldn't say it's all been done, but it's really hard to come up with something original. I think they did a good job here of giving us a way in that makes us care about her. And it also, you know, makes it kind of clear that she's not necessarily just doing it for her own ego or something like that. Well, and I, and I also appreciated that that little scene where she's playing around with her sister and what's her parents doing, right? Her dad is locked in and trying to share with her and get her to watch a historic moment involving superheroes you know i really appreciated that little nugget because it's almost like you know her dad and looking back if they gave her b as a child you know i, I gotta believe it was because her dad wanted her to go on to be a superhero you know we kind of saw that little snippet here so i thought that was a really cool bit of writing and i like that it's working its way back in throughout the development of her character and i think that's one thing that's really cool it's almost not explored at all in the comics they've only slightly explored it in the boys mostly through starlight but the idea that parents willingly gave their kids this drug and not all of them get cool powers right and that's something that's more uh apparent in the comics where there's, there's these people who have like all these ridiculous superpowers to the point they're almost more handicaps than actual assets to you or something like that and i think it's cool here that you get these college kids that are trying to deal with it now you know, especially someone like Marie, where she knows if she gets kicked out, she might get sent to, to Elmira or whatever, get sent upstate and never come back. So there's a, a, a lot of pressure here that their parents put on them. And you got the idea, I think, in the boys with that, right? Like her mom did it because it was mostly for her. Yeah, she might have wanted her daughter to have a good life, but she also wanted herself to have a better life. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'll also say, too, I like that they're leaning into this a little bit. We'll see if they do it more. But this idea of like, if you didn't develop a a, a great superpower to the point where it can be used to fight crimes or entertain people with like via Disney or whatever, you know, like the, the, this world's version of like, like making Disney movies or whatever, you basically get shipped off to like a, 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 and hospitalized in a prison like setting. Like that's kind of a crazy probably thing experimented on and everything. Yeah. Like that's, that's a, that's a, it's a heavy thought. It's tragic. But I, I appreciate the show trying to put, plant that seed. We'll see if they dig into that a little bit more. It, let, it is important to remember this is a pilot episode. So we're introduced to a bunch of new characters here. Among others we meet, we got Andre, Emma, Kate, Jordan, and Shelly Khan, the dean of the school. We'll get to talk about all of them here in the, throughout the first three episodes. But as far as episode one goes, let's stick to Emma and Jordan. We'll start with Emma because it's pretty obvious that she's got the most memorable scene in the episode, and it was absolutely hilarious. I, I really, really enjoyed uh, just how funny this scene was and the, the fact that they took something and they made it comical. It's definitely one of those, uh, you wonder how they shot it. When the boys did the termite scene in episode three, they actually built like the giant uh, penis where like the dude could like actually walk into it or whatever. I wonder if they built the, you know, the the giant penis for her to kind of slide down or whatever. It looked, I don't know, something like that Bojack Horseman would have had in a weird dreamscape or something like that. It, it, it was just almost surreal, right? It, it was honestly, like, I just felt bad for her, really. Like at that point, it was, it, it was just like, man, this dude's got some issues, right? And you just felt bad for her that she felt kind of, obligated to go through with it or something 
and she's she's more than a party trick. She's more than, you know, this is a human being. And I, and again, a good bit of writing here, kind of exposing what it would be like. You know, it, it's not all roses and sunshine and you've got the world by the uh, by the short ones here. I mean, it, it, it's really challenging, I think, especially being an adolescent, young adult trying to go. I mean, think about when you go to college, you're just trying to figure out like how to live, you know, like find yourself. Imagine trying that. Plus, oh, I've got to manage the superhero, the superpower that I have. It's a it's a crazy thing, right? And so I really like the concept and I like that they're exploring some of these things with her. Like you can see the look on her face when, you know, in her mind, she's she's thinking she's gonna, you know, have an opportunity to hook up with a cute guy that she likes. Uh, but but you realize real quick that he's just into it because she has this thing where she can turn into little cricket. And that it, it's like, I like that they did that dynamic from a writing standpoint, because it creates, it creates some emotion. And, and it reminds you that at the end of the day, she's still a human. Yeah. And I mean, I will say the bit when you find out when she kind of goes to the bathroom and puts on the towels, I was kind of like, where is this going? And then you get it like, oh man, she's got to puke to get small. That was kind of brutal, right? I mean, that's, you know, I've seen uh, other good things. I think uh, Monster Girl and Invincible is a good example. Like some, like there's superheroes that there's a price to pay for using your power or whatever. But that definitely sucks. <laughs> I can't. And you know, it's an obvious metaphor, but yeah, yeah. Well, and and she mentioned it too. Like it's not so easy for me to get small. Well, and and that's you know, and so I kind of like this this concept. I hope we learn more about. I, I have a lot of questions. Right. Like, you know, between getting small and getting big again. Um, but this one was this one was very fun. And uh, it, it was it was a bit of comedy that I think we really needed. I mean, after all, we got college kids. Let's try to make it funny and lean into that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, we learned things from inner space that maybe she could apply. And I did think it was cool that they showed like I can't imagine going to college this day and age where people are this online doing TikToks and that kind of thing. I remember if you wanted to have like when Facebook first existed, if you wanted to have a Facebook account, you need to have a .edu address. Like you had to actually be in a college because Facebook comes from when there used to be freshman Facebooks where it would be basically, a, you know, a yearbook with all the freshmen and their names and faces. So when all these new people came to college, you'd be like, Hey, you're such and such. I saw you in the Facebook. That's where Facebook comes from. But I can't imagine now the pressure for some of these kids that, you know, even especially like the athletes and stuff like that to be all online all the time and the branding and online presence. And, you know, it's just wild at some point, even to get bigger, you have to accept the fact there are people who will just follow you just to give you shit. That sucks. But that's definitely, we, really we saw that too with her, right. As she's, as she's reading all those, re all the reviews and comments and, you know, Magna Mills and Jamie G. Esquire the fifth, we're not totally immune to that. We've gotten some We've gotten some crazy comments. Most of them have been great. We appreciate that. And this is the perfect time to say, give us a thumb, like, and subscribe. But some people have gone crazy on us and and, and have, been, have literally just, just showered us with hate just because I, I hope it made them feel better. I really do. But let's move on here, man. Uh, let's get let's get over to Jordan, the gender bender uh, in the words of the show. They, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe here with Golden Boy and... They lived to tell the tale. They even appeared to be bulletproof at one, at one point, which which we saw when uh, Brink shot them. Any thoughts on Jordan? I, I thought this was a really interesting dynamic and kind of a way to kind of give you something that's a sign of the times here a little bit. Yeah, I think it's, 
you know, the show has been getting review bombed a little bit. If you go look around, it generally has a ton of, you know, uh, it's 10 to one, you know, 10 reviews and ones or five star, one star, whatever. And I think this is a little bit of it because there's obviously, you know, gender issues are a big thing right now. It's, it's a real thing. And what I was wondering is how the show would portray it, right? Is it going to be kind of a, a sneak around thing where you do like the disguise, you can, you know, switch a room, whatever. Here, I think it's being more clearly portrayed as kind of two sides of the same person. So, you know, they are all one person. I am curious, stopping a bullet or whatever, you, you know, I, I think it maybe goes along with the idea that when you take V, as we saw in season three with the temp V, you generally get stronger and can heal faster and that kind of thing. So that's what I'm going with as far as that. I would like to know if there's a more specific kind of, you know, power set available other than can just change genders. But I think the way it was portrayed here is certainly interesting because they almost make it feel like it's a negative as much as it's a positive, right? Like that shit will never play in a middle America or whatever. So by default, kind of, you know, already behind the eight ball a little bit. And, you know, that plays into, you know, again, struggles of minorities, you know, of, of all types. Mills, we've both done the college thing. So let me ask you, man, what was the most college moment of the first episode? At what point were you like, yeah, this is feeling like college? Uh, actually, it's kind of funny because we were just talking about Jordan when Marie goes up to her and then finds out she's not in Brings class. And it's not even because he said no, it's because you know the TA said no super college especially when you're a freshman and you're trying to get into you know you know something like all the people on your hall are in or something like that and i did go to a college once upon a time where the greatest thing you could do it was called mathematics and gambling that either only like 28 seats you had to be like a fifth year senior to get into it but the final exam was literally going to casino and gambling so like that was always the the one I wanted to get into, but couldn't. But definitely as a freshman, especially trying to get in a bunch of classes, especially that would fit in your schedule. It'd be like, oh yeah, you want to take this? You want to do it, you know, Monday, Wednesday at 12 o'clock? How about Thursday from, you know, 9 p.m. to midnight or something? Very college. How about yourself, man? The, the old one that got away there on the game, on the math gambling. That's, that's, that's a shame. Uh, for me, I, I got to go to the, to the RA in the hallway, just kind of like, yeah, like when, when he comes to the door and granted, it's just a hat and glasses. So he's invisible, which is funny. And it, they do stuff with it. But when he comes to the door and he gives the note and she's like, and she's like asking him questions, like, I don't know. And I'm not your assistant, get a phone. Like, it's just so like, cause you know, sometimes you luck out and you get a good RA, but like, sometimes you don't. And uh, I don't know, that just brought me back a little bit. Let's flip it around a bit here. What's your favorite, the boys adjacent moment of this episode? Which moment made you believe that this is all happening in the same universe as the boys? I honestly think it's probably ultimately when Golden Boy exploded. When he went up and just in the blood rained down on everybody. I think that, you know, felt like the most we get some easter eggs and everything about what's going on in season four the boys the fallout from season three but i think that moment at the end where the guy you're expecting to kind of be the centerpiece of the show going forward just explodes and rains blood and guts on everybody that was like yeah this is this is the boys right so that was it for me how about yourself man felt totally the boys i gotta say even that opening scene um with with marie Felt a little boysish and just Killing kind of the parents, way they yeah. did that as oh, a flashback. 100%. You know, that that was that was up there for me. But I, I think it was just, you know, it's hard to, I'm going to give you the Jamie G, a little column A, a little column B here. I think it was sprinkled in throughout the whole episode. We, we constantly saw and heard of 
you know, either pictures, visuals, or saw, or or someone talking about, you know, the the Mave death, Mave going away, uh, Homelander, even Deep made an appearance. A Train was up in the scene. It, the whole episode kind of made me believe, and I felt like I was in the boys' universe while this is going on at the same time. And you know, you forget, like, if you're a young superhero going to college, and like, do they know? all the craziness about Homelander. Do they know, you know, like, do they know about Starlight's situation how she kind of went against it and why? I mean, these are all, these are all things that made me excited about the show and, and, and allowed me to, you know, believe we're all in the same universe. So I can't, it's hard for me to pick one singular moment, Magnus. All right, Sonic, you are the best hedgehog. Thank you, my brother. Well, let's get real with it and talk about our Gen V rankings. After one episode, let's rank the top three characters. Mills, you're up first here. You know, R.I.P. Golden Boy and Professor Brink. I, I was hoping both of y'all would be up there. As of now, I think you got to go Maria One. She seems to be kind of, you know, the main character and be pretty powerful. Two, I'm going to go Jordan just because they went up against Golden Boy and he's supposed to be the shit and they held their own. And three, Andre. He seemed kind of cool. You saw him kind of team up with Marie to stop the, the dude who escaped or whatever and was talking about the woods. And then at the end, you know, he's good friends with Golden Boy. You feel like there's more to it. I think we know from the trailers that his dad is uh, like a big time soup or whatever. So he's kind of got that whole, you know, father complex going on and everything like that. So I'm going uh, Marie, Jordan, Andre. What you got, Jamie G? Those are really good, man. Yeah, I mean, shout out Golden Boy. It, 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 he 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 went out with, in a bang here. He probably would have been my favorite, but I my top. But I, I've got to give it to um, I've got to give it to Marie. I think she she deserves it. And I like the fact that like her character is cool, but yet innocent, but yet badass. It's kind of this cool mix with her, and I and I really appreciate that. It's it's refreshing. So I got to put her up there. I'm gonna go um Andre number two just because I think he's gonna I'm excited to see where that goes he saw a softer side we saw a softer side of him we saw a fun side of him um and we saw a side of him that made him regret his own power when somebody bumped into him and he and he put the hummingbird into that lady's artery that obviously Marie saves the life of so I I think there's something to him we, we saw kind of some range there. I'm excited about that and three I gotta give it up for, for little cricket for no other reason than I just enjoy every scene Little Cricket's in. Yeah, I was going to say, if we weren't going to give it up to her, like we could at least give her the uh, the Tribe Called Quest Award because uh, can she kick it? Yeah, hell yeah, she can. Little Cricket can kick it. Little Cricket can kick it all day long. It is college, so there does have to be a grade involved, unfortunately. Uh, what do you think, Mills? On a scale of F- minus to A+, plus, what grade do you want to give to God you? the first episode of Gen V. And every time I say God, you just shout out you God from Wu-Tang. I just, I thank you all the time, but that's a side note. Golden arms unite baby. And that, you know, it feels like uh, God, you should have some golden arms. I'm giving it a solid B plus man. You know, it wasn't the greatest pilot I've ever seen or anything, but I think they had a lot of work to do to set up the world and a lot of work to do to justify it being a spinoff of the boys. And I think they got there. We talked about it in our preview, like we needed to buy into the characters. And I'm enjoying most of these characters. I'm curious about them. They did a good job of getting me invested in them. So I think a solid B, you know, it's showing with room to grow. Jamie G, how are you feeling about it, man? Give me a grade. God, you. I'm going to give this thing a B plus 
Um, for me, I, I really enjoyed the work that it did to introduce, you know, you got a lot to do here, introduce all new characters. They're younger actors and actresses. So finding their rhythm, connecting with them, utilizing their story to do so, giving them the right scenes, all that seemed to work pretty well for me. Uh, there was some action here. There was some humor here. And there was kind of a big moment at the end that left us saying, wow, didn't see that coming. So I'm going to give it its due, man. And, and oh, by the way, it also you know, plugged right into the, to the same world as the boys while the boys are going out. That is, that is living high on the hog. It is hard to be on the boys level. That's rare air. So I, I got to give them a little bit of credit here. I'm going B plus. Nice. So it seems we're kind of on the same level here. I don't know, man, before we go on anything else, any other thoughts on episode one, you know, I, I do just want to point out some of the boys tie-ins here. Like you saw the Vought News thing, it says, oh, new evidence, Russia plotted the Seven Tower attack. That's from the season three finale when Soldier Boy went boom. Again, they think Queen Maeve is dead, but Vought's still selling her, you know, uh, Brave Maeve meals and everything like that. And then there's even a little bit, like on the bottom of the Chiron or whatever there, talking about Homelander, because at the end, you know, he lasered the dude at the very end and then kind of smiled and uh they're doing a, a stand your ground thing it just says like i said you know homelander's lawyer is like oh he stood his ground so they are definitely even if it's just tangential they are trying to make it tight into the boys so you know i think that's cool and you know hopefully we get maybe another unexpected cameo or two i didn't think we were, we're gonna get you know metal and still well that was cool so you know maybe we had a couple more this show could very easily be overshadowed by the boys and it probably won't ever be able to be as good as the boys. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but that's, again, that's rare air. So you have to walk this fine line where if you're going to do that and incorporate it and, and make it kind of live in parallel, you got to do it right. I think they did. It wasn't too much. It was just enough. And I like the fact that it's there to remind you when you need it. So, I, again, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about heading into to episode two. You feel like this could be like the Frasier to the Cheers or something more so than like the, uh, you know, NCIS uh, Tuscaloosa or whatever to, you know, NCIS or whatever, or whatever they have these days. You know what I mean? Like more of a tightly tied spinoff than, you know, oh, I guess Frasier wasn't too tightly tied, but you know what I mean? At least like the yeah. characters and the original creator seem to embrace it and try to integrate it and everything like that. Yeah, and I, and I really like that. And you're seeing it at a high level. You know, we mentioned the director of this one directed some of our favorite episodes of The Boys. You know, I just, I just, I really think that they've got an opportunity here to do something special with this. And you know what, dude, The Boys is such a great show. It's worthy of spinoffs and parallel universes and, par you know, things happening within the same world. It's worthy of all that stuff. So I'm glad they're doing it. Anything else for you, brother? I just loved more Diabolic Season 2. Like, that would be great. We had Diabolic Season 1. Would love to get more of those. And if you haven't read the comics, read them. It will not spoil you for the show. They There are some similarities, don't get me wrong, but they're different enough that you could legitimately read the whole comic run. And I can almost guarantee you the show is not going to end the same way or anything like that. So you could do it. It would be cool. They're awesome. You should check them out. And it will give you added depth to watching Gen V and Season 4 of The Boys when it comes out. Thank you guys for checking out Compound B. Join us on our next episode where we cover episode two of Gen V titled First Day. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, whatever you're doing, checking us out. We really appreciate it. Again, Compound B. That's B with a B, just the B, like, you know, B's. Find us wherever you get your pods. 
on the social media at Compound B Pod. We're on the YouTube. We are everywhere you need us to be. And please don't forget those flaps. Follow, like, and please subscribe. Helps other people find our show, find our channel. If you had fun, again, that's all we ask. Just the one thumb. Thank you very much for checking us out. Greatly appreciate it. Now, I know everybody wants to know what the B in Compound B stands for. And in this episode, it stands for...